Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So I will counterpoint that and being like, how do you know it's not Emily Rogers running the Pixel Par account? And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! And welcome to the 340th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-hosts. The fluffiest whimsicott. Some say Lord Jashiro. Only some. The others The others just call him... I don't even know what they would call you. What do other people George. call you? George. <laughs> <laughs> George? Fine. I usually call you Jay, but fine. Uh, L- uh, LJ, too. They've been calling me LJ. I kind of like LJ. LJ, nice. like yeah, for Lord Jushiro. Oh, I was thinking like the Jushiro. I was thinking El, like like Spanish, because you speak Spanish. <laughs> oh, uh, that's, that's perfect, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is actually perfect. I thought that was pretty good. Like I, because I can't see letters that you are trying to say. I can only hear sounds. Uh, but <laughs> welcome to the show if you're if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. We have a great show for you today. Welcome to the Puckle Podcast, your source for anything and everything Pokemon. We talk everything from the TCG to the video game and everything in between, including Pokemon Troze. Puckle, of course, for those of you who are new to the show, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, which was originally a name come up with in 1975 when Evil Knievel attempted to jump 13 buses in Wembley, England. Um, he originally called it the pumped up cycle landing, uh, but we since taken the acronym from him and utilized it for our own purposes. Uh, fun fact, though, he said he was never going to jump again after that jump and, because he crashed. He didn't actually make it. Um, and he, uh, he's just like, I'll never I'll never jump buses again. And then he did it like six months later. Because he's evil, Knievel. It's evil, Knievel. I mean, he, like, good luck getting him to not jump over stuff. Children exactly. under the age of 18, please Google who Evil Knievel is. And sorry we're so old. That's so true. I keep forgetting, like, because in my mind, I'm literally stuck in the year 2000. 
I don't know why. <laughs> like whenever I do math for something in the 20th century, I'm just like, yeah, 1975 wasn't that long ago. That was only 25 years ago, right? Exactly. Yeah. Same. Nope. Same. That was that's like almost 45 years ago now, which is really sad to think about. What's even worse? Okay, I, this is a travesty, mind you, um, about the modern the modern like life. Is that one? You can't hear Elvis Presley on the radio anymore because oldie stations yeah. only play 1970s and newer. So maybe you'll get the occasional like Elvis Presley burning love, but you'll never you'll never get like things. And what's also really sad is like oldie stations are trying to like hold on to the Beatles with like every last breath that they can, but the Beatles obviously didn't make any music past like 1968. Uh, every la- every breath you take, uh, a great police song too. <laughs> and yeah. so. So what they do is they have like a Beatles hour every every week now on the radio. And I'm just like, you hold on to the Beatles as hard as you can, guys. But realize that they're the they're, they're inferior band to the Beach Boys from the 1960s. All these stations are like uh, the third movie from Indiana Jones. You know, when they're getting to the cave and they pass all the traps and there's this really old dude guarding the goblets. That's what <laughs> I think the oldie stations look like when you go in. It's just this one 2,000-year-old dude just... Holding on to dear radio, he's just holding on to his uh, his his uh, what's it called his records. Yeah, <laughs> I I love how like just you totally went over the shots that Thatch fired, and they're gonna get us in so much trouble. So yeah, let's move past. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so let's move on though. I want to ask you guys, what you've been up to lately? How's everything going outside of listening to oldie stations and being depressed about our age? Uh, I mean, radio is for old people. I listen to podcasts and I realized the irony of this because you're so much younger than I am. But okay. Um, (laughs) uh, I've been like, same old, same old. I've been playing in the PDL. And oh, how's that going, by the I, way? I, I stopped paying attention. I'm an awful person. I'm I have like I'm four and four now. That's not I, terrible. Like, it's uh, I mean, uh, I honestly I, I could have been doing a little bit better. But apparently, like the sheer amount of variables that the draft league format implies is just a tiny bit past what my brain is willing to process at any given time and so <laughs> i just i just freak out and i throw games and and it's sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's so i'm like i can't wait to go back to a format where i'm using the same thing every week and my opponents are using the same thing every week which is why i was really glad <laughs> To find out just a few minutes ago that I was selected as a gym leader for the Puckle Summer League. I was too. It's so exciting. I'm I'm so pumped for that. It's going to be amazing. Now we just have like like half the gym leaders fighting over the type I wanted. So it's going to be a bloodbath, but it's going to be fun. Also, for those of you who don't know, the Summer League is a thing that Puckle does every year. If you go to our Discord server, there's a link in the show notes. You can sign up there. And what the Summer League is, it's a very easy to handle. uh, It's a great way to learn how to play competitive Pokemon if you want to get into competitive Pokemon. So we have 10 gym leaders every year. And what we do is we do an anime style like badge collection thing over the summer. Uh, Every gym leader is required to have two hours that they should be available, though they can be available for more time if they want to be. But they're required to be at least available two hours a week. 
that is posted on the website so that you know, okay, I need to get this badge still. I'm going to do that, right? Uh, all of the gym leaders select a type, but the type does not mean that they use like let's uh, let's pick fairy for instance, right? It doesn't mean that you use six fairy types though. It means you have three fairy type Pokemon, two Pokemon that can use a fairy type move, and then one Pokemon that's a wild card. This way, the teams can be they can still be somewhat competitive without being a mono type team. And yeah. it's a good time though, because it's it's honestly it takes people like I don't want to I don't want to say I'm good at Pokemon, but I'm decent, and and it'll take somebody like me. And instead of giving me you know an A rank team that I can battle with, it one it's a lot of fun for team building, and I'm really getting into team building for Pokemon as of late. Uh, that seems to be like the new thing I'm really into is just building new teams, trying new gimmicks, stuff like that. Uh, that that's how I enjoy Pokemon personally, and this allows me to do that. But at the same time, it also kind of I, I'm going to have holes in my team. Like there's going to be holes that you can exploit strategies you can exploit. That way you can kind of use that to help you get Pokemon. And I think we're doing something like six IV dittos this time as well. Like if you need one for Summer League, you uh, will have six IV dittos to give out to you guys. So definitely ask us for those if you want one. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything for right now. I think that's everything that covers Summer League, right? I think so. I mean, you did mention the tournament at the end. Oh, yeah. We have a prize for that, too. I forgot about that. Uh, I want to mention that because this is like super cool prize. Um, it, it seems kind of redundant to give it away as a prize, but maybe you can give it to a friend or something. Uh, but we are going to be giving away a Nintendo 2DS XL. It's the white and orange one to the winner of the Summer League tournament. So if you have like old school 3ds and you want to upgrade to cool new 2ds there you go guys just do that um because toys r us is going out of business and they're super cheap right now so puckle can afford it (laughs) definitely if you want to if you want a 2ds xl for free though essentially just you know win summer league that's all all you have to do that's all you have to do all right how about you jashiro what you been up to lately how's everything going how's life the universe everything life it's been good um uh so i recently i haven't been doing much wise uh in Paco because i just came back from uh vacation i was it was just fantastic um but one of the gr- oh and obviously because you know it had to happen the day i leave for vacation is the day that nintendo decides to uh, announce the rotation for 2019 yeah uh, so there's definitely a discussion to be made in the next tcg cast about that um but apart from that, uh, I went on vacation. I went to Florida uh, for my uh, for Nemesis gra- uh, doctor's graduation, which was great. But the best thing about that vacation was the six-hour flights going and coming because that means that I could finally play Detective Pikachu uh, with in no distractions. I thought, I thought you just... were going to say you played a good game like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon or something <laughs> like that. No, I already finished that one. I haven't done all the post-game stuff. but I'm honestly disappointed that you were just like, I can't wait to have played Detective Pikachu. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know that that game could last you 12 hours cumulatively. <laughs> it does, actually. If you're interested in, in all the text that the game has, of course. Yeah. Uh, if you just you know go past it, but it's gonna be real quick. But the game is really good. I mean, gameplay-wise, yes, sure, it's not a real game. Uh, it's more of like like a novel. Yeah, uh, but the characters and the stories were great. Uh, I was joking with you guys on the Puckle chat that um, 
that I think that you know the characters in Detective Pikachu blow blow out of the water every other character in any of the uh, mainline series because uh, there's so much more personality in it. Uh, mm-hmm. But of course, it won't be gameplay wise and everything else. It, it it's not better than the main series. But I really enjoy it. I uh, really enjoy Detective Pikachu. I think I'm in my last case. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I just yeah, spoiled it un- for myself and like read it on Cerebi. No. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. I honestly, <laughs> I honestly thought just to wait for it because I didn't buy it. Um, my wife bought it. I was just gonna wait to pick up a copy of it by just waiting like a few months after it came out and just waiting for it to be like ten bucks at GameStop used because yeah. I imagine it's gonna cycle GameStop a lot because there's not much replayability. No, mm-hmm. once you finish that game, that's it. Yeah, there's not much replayability. It does. It's a nice advertisement for the movie that's going to come out. I think, if anything, yeah, um, we get Deadpool Pikachu. It's going to be great. <laughs> I was so disappointed that there were no Pokemon jokes in Deadpool two. Yeah, right. Ah, oh, that's mm-hmm. sad. It was probably written before they decided to do it, though, because if you think about the filming of Deadpool two versus the announcement of Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu, because Deadpool two just came out, right? It's it's yeah, it's May. But- and so they were probably in post-production, like, as of February. Yeah. And so everything was already filmed before he got announced as Detective Pikachu. More than likely. I mean, That's my thought. They, they could have put it in one of those, like, bajillion weird trailers they did for Deadpool. I don't they know. didn't. So. Maybe, but I, I don't think it ties into the movie that well. Other than being like, oh, hey, I'm going to be in the po- Detective Pikachu movie or something like that. Yeah, they I've had seen, Celine I've Dion seen, uh, for like 10 minutes. They couldn't have one second of Pikachu. Exactly. <laughs> it probably would have cost more than Celine Dion, uh, honestly. Because <laughs> if you haven't seen Deadpool 2, it, it, you will find that they made, they made time for absolutely anything they wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you it's just because it happened after he got chosen as the Pikachu voice in January. That's my thought process on it. Oh, well, uh, as for myself, I haven't been doing much Pokemon-wise. I I was so excited because I was going to download and play Crystal version last night because I've been playing through... My plan's to play through all of the uh, third versions, quote-unquote, of Pokemon, like every generation, because I just Hmm. beaten Yellow, and I I, I was Nuzlocking Yellow. I'll probably Nuzlocke Crystal, and I've just been doing it, and I got so excited, but I got home at like 11, and I was going to start playing, and then I fell asleep. Uh, so my 3ds is it was just i woke up on my bed with my 3ds in sleep mode uh still on and it's just it's only past the part it's like past the introduction i'm still in my house and everything (laughs) (laughs) i haven't done anything Uh, i thought about doing that for a stream but i don't know it's it's really rough when it comes to things like that like when i do like my own little personal playthroughs and everything because i could stream it and i always think like i could be streaming this i could be streaming this but i think part of like being able to keep doing this every week is that I need to take time for myself to enjoy Pokemon in like a personal way. Mm-mm. or Because if I think of everything as content, it's going to be awful. And yeah, I, I just don't want to do that. I just don't want to. You need your your own time with you and Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. I just Because if I sit there and I do it myself, instead of like interacting with the people watching... Also, we're probably not going to have that many people watching if I'm just playing Crystal version. Um, I'm a much better. I'd much rather stream like me battling or me shiny hunting or something like that than me going ahead and just playing through a game. I don't think that's exciting. Personally, I don't. 
Uh, maybe people like talking to me that much, but I, I'd much rather battle and talk to people about the insights on the battle and everything. Yeah, that's I mean, my, that's my battles are so much fun. Mm-hmm. I, I really love doing the battles. I'm hoping to get back this week. I was going to come back this week or uh, last week, and I just did not have the time. There's just so much to unpack in the house. <laughs> and I just did not have the time to go ahead and do that. But this week, I plan on doing it. I might do some Monday night because... Well, no, actually, Jushira, you're going to do Monday night. Well, we could do back-to-back, maybe. Yeah. We could do back-to-back because you, you're you on a different time zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we Don't could, remind me. We could probably do back-to-back. All right. So we are going to cut it off here, guys, and we're going to go kick it on over to the news. <laughs> And on to the news. In the news, we have a few things. It's actually better than it was last week. Uh, So first of all, a new Pokemon Community Day was announced, and it's going to be Larvitar on June... Oh my gosh, I already lost the date. I already forgot. 16th. That's it. June 16th. Normal times for your usual region. So definitely go and play if you want to get Larvitar. And it's also, what is it? Is it three times experience or something like that? Yeah, three times capture experience. Yeah, and three-hour lure module. As yeah, they, they always do the three-hour lure module, though. Yeah. So definitely, but it's going to be Larvitar, and then when you evolve it to Tyranitar, it's going to have a special move. Who knows? I just want to do it because I don't have a Tyranitar yet, because I never get enough people to do Tyranitar raids with me. And me it makes either. me sad on the inside. So I want to go get a Tyranitar, and this is an excellent opportunity to do it. Though there's a rock event going on right now in Pokemon Go. If you want to go do that instead. But I haven't seen a Larvitar. Me neither. I've only seen Kabuto. I have seen a lot of Lilip, which I haven't seen yet. And mm-hmm, yeah. I think it's mostly fossil Pokemon. It's Lilip, Anorith, and Kabuto, and Aaron, actually. That's literally the same that I have. Mm, yeah. That's literally the same that I have. I have all of those. But it's a good event. I'm a big fan of it. It also cuts buddy Pokemon down to a quarter of their distance needed. I did not realize that until I went for a run this morning. And I got like 50 pieces. Of, well, not 50. That's an exaggeration. But I got like 10 pieces of candy on my run this morning, which was really nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm walking Magikarp because I know I'm about to need to evolve a Gyarados. Ah, yes. So. I know that life. I'm all about mm-hmm. that life. Uh, second, uh, it was confirmed in Pokemon Go. There's a lot of Pokemon Go news this week. It was confirmed in Pokemon Go that on June 1st that the research... Uh, Pokemon that you can capture is going to be Articuno. So that's cool. If you want Articuno on June, you can do that. I need to go get my Zapdos soon because I moved. So I haven't been keeping up on my Pokemon Go, but I'm only like three stickers away. So I can still do it. I can still get Zapdos. The clock is ticking now. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get Zapdos, hopefully, though. Or we're going to get Articuno, and then we'll see what happens after that. I think that's the more exciting one is the one that happens after this. So that's yeah. a lot of Pokemon Go news. Oh, also, oh my gosh, the other Pokemon Go news, this is just a Pokemon Go segment now, um, is Alola Pokemon are going to be put yeah. into the Pokemon Ooh. Go. All of the Kanto Alolan forms are getting put in. We don't know when or how, but it's going to happen. And I'm very I'm very curious to see how it works out, like how evolving Execute into like Alolan Execute Executor is going to work, 
or evolving Cubone into a Lolan uh, Marowak, which is really... I'm going to have to fly to, ha- to Hawaii to do it. It's the only way I'm getting it. <laughs> if it happens, I'm literally going to Hawaii. Like, no joke. I'm going to Hawaii. Uh, oh man, <laughs> that would be that would be awful though. No, I I mean they might just throw in, I don't know, new evolution items. Yeah, like, I could just see evolution items. I'd be okay with that because I am just so overwhelmed with the number of evolution items I have now from playing so consistently, like I was for a while. I like, have like a billion ones I don't need, and I still don't have a sunstone. Oh, man, don't get me started. So when I first started doing the thing, because for those of you who don't know, when you play Pokemon Go, when you do your seven-day streak, you're always guaranteed an evolution item on the seventh day. And I got literally dragon scales for five to six weeks. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I already have a Kingdra. I don't need seven Kingdra, right? Oh, wow. And, and And then after that, I just started getting upgrades. And I'm like, I have a Porygon too. I don't need another Porygon too. Um, and then, but now it's caught up. I finally got everything else that I need. And now I have extras of all of them. And it's, 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 I literally get them faster than I can use them at this point. There's just nothing I can use for them. I wish we could trade them. Like if they don't put trading in for Pokemon, because that'll break the game. Uh, I would love to see them at least put in trading for items. Honestly, if they haven't done it this by now, I don't think they're ever going to. Oh, I don't think trading. I don't think trading Pokemon will ever happen because that breaks what Pokemon Go is at this point. That it's a collectathon, and if you put into the game like if so, so let's let's take regionals as an example, right? I need a Mister Mime. It defeats the purpose of me waiting for an event for Mister Mime to come to the U.S. or me myself going to Europe and catching a Mister Mime. Uh, if Whimsicott can just trade me a Mister Mime. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But the thing is, I wish they would tell us for sure because I have like twenty-seven Mister Mimes that I'm holding on. For yeah, you guys. I'm doing the same thing with Tauros. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's just awful. I I wish they would tell us, but we'll, I'll never know. We'll never know. It's fine. I I don't think it's going to happen because, like I said, it breaks the concept of the game. But I think items would be a good middle ground. Like, let me trade items. Like, oh, hey, you have enough candy to evolve your Porygon, but you haven't gotten an upgrade yet. Here, I have 20. Here, have an upgrade, right? Yeah. Uh, Or even better, I can sell it on Craigslist and I can go meet a guy in Sketchy Alley (laughs) to give him an upgrade for five bucks, you know? Yeah. I'd be down with that. Uh, How'd you pay off (laughs) your student loans? I just played Pokemon Go. Shady guy, too. Yeah. Exactly. Stab for an upgrade. <laughs> uh, so that's, I mean, that's exciting. I mean, it's a great way to steal my phone, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Stab for the upgrade. He doesn't want your phone. Yeah. So moving on <laughs> to other Pokemon news that happened this week. And I think probably the better news is that the shiny Zygarde event was announced and how it was going to be distributed. And because the U.S. has been getting weird distribution methods, like one of them was Target for a week for some of these legendary events that they're doing this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least this year, or this month, Z- the shiny Zygarde, which is the only one anybody should want from this, unless you really want the gold bottle caps, which I can understand their value. Yeah. Um, you can go ahead and get the shiny Zygarde with, um, with, uh, through the game code by going to GameStop it, from June 1st to June 24th uh, in the United States. And... In Europe and Australia, it's available on the Nintendo Network. Are you kidding me? Why do you I have to walk places, but you guys don't? That's the most frustrating <laughs> because thing. Because we're prettier. I just... 
It, honestly, they're just making the Americans work for it. That's all I'm saying. The Americans are just like continuously getting the shaft in these events. And I mean, this is the only one I have, want. You, you have an obesity problem. They're <laughs> trying to make you walk to GameStop. You aren't wrong. It's nice of you them. aren't wrong. <laughs> you aren't wrong about the American obesity epidemic. It's fine. But <laughs> it's only a little depressing to talk about it. Uh, in other news, uh, the Japanese championships are taking place this weekend in, uh, or not this weekend, June 9th and 10th. Are take they're taking place in Chiba, Japan, or except yeah, in Chiba in Japan. There we go. Uh, while you're there, you can get a gold duck from the guy who won last year. Fun fact. Nice. Yeah, it's just a gold duck. That's all. Nothing. Nothing exciting. <laughs> but that's what you can get. So in puckle news, let me get this out here. The summer league will be starting. I hope soon. I did not see a collection start date from Shamu yet. Um, I need to make him make it up because I'll just follow his lead here, and. Uh, but we need, we'll have a collection start date here soon, hopefully next week. If collection doesn't already start and be announced, it'll be announced on the podcast when we're starting it. And also, if you haven't thought about it already, PuckleCon is happening July 21st and 22nd in Dayton, Ohio at the Dayton, Ohio Convention Center. Uh, there is a schedule on our Discord that you can read for all of the events that we plan on having, and it's going to be exciting. I'm really excited to have some of those events. Um, I think the one that I'm most yeah. excited for out of all of those events is probably the Pokemon Stadium 2 minigame tournament at the end. I think nice. that one will be the one that's worth everything. That is the one that everybody is going to be able to enter because there's no there's no real bar to entry there. You just have to show up to play Pokemon Stadium 2 minigames, right? And I think... I mean, we are not surprised that you're excited about the Pokemon Stadium thing. I mean, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be, but... At the same time, it, I think that's just... I'm more excited because I feel like more people are going to be able to join in on that one. And I think yeah. that'll be a lot more fun for everybody involved. Just because even if you're just like a parent there, right? You you can join in on this. You don't need a game. You just come in. You play Pokemon Stadium 2. I was thinking about... This is probably something that we should do next year if this is successful. But doing something like random Pokemon battles against each other on Pokemon Stadium or Pokemon Stadium 2. Where like your opponent chooses your team in rental Pokemon and then oh, you duke man. it out. I, I just see that. I don't know how that would logistically work yet, but I feel like that I would be a lot of fun, but it's so cool. Yeah. I think it would just be a lot of fun. It's one of those things that, I mean, this is our event. We can do what we want. Right. And <laughs> I'm hoping that we can do something cool with it, but I think that is it. If you want to check out more information about that, check out our discord. Once again, link is in the show notes, but right now we are going to kick it on over to our Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Of course, this is where we go ahead and we ask them to lower their browsers because they can only use what's in their head. No internet, no help, no lifelines. This is not who wants to be a millionaire. So our contestants here today are going to be Jushiro and Whimsicott. They will be working as a team to answer questions to compete against the other co-hosts in a race to 30 points. The first co-host that hits 30 points actually gets to pick a plush from the PokemonCenter.com. Under $20, because that's what's in the budget, guys. That's what's in the budget. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, of course, 
you guys uh, can go ahead and you'll have five questions today. You will get one point for answering each of those correctly. One of those questions will contain a bonus question, and you will also get one hint to use throughout the throughout the questions. If you get all of the questions correct without using the hint, you can cash that hint in for an extra point for a maximum total of seven points possible today. So if you guys are ready to go, I have some questions lined up from several of our Puckalonians on the Discord server. I guess we're ready. Can't be readier. All right, so... We're going to be way readier than we were with Scrunt, so... (laughs) PTSD, man. PTSD. Yep. All right. Question number one comes from Claude9. He wants to know, in the anime, Ash has had many Pokemon over the seven generations he's been traveling. However, only one of those Pokemon is shiny. Which Pokemon does Ash own that is also a shiny Pokemon? Oh, that's an easy one. Noctowl. Noctowl, yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Ash's Noctowl is a shiny Noctowl because they really went real hard on that whole shiny Pokemon thing in Gen 2. So that is one point for you guys today. So you're, you're on a roll. You're doing, it, you're doing it real strong. You're feeling <laughs> pretty one good. One for one. Exactly. We're already doing as well as we did last time. At least. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question Number two is also from Claude 9 and it still has to do with the anime. I like those questions. I think they're very solid. Um, in the anime, how many Pokemon does Ash currently have at Professor Oak's lab? We are going to uh, count all of the Tauros as one Pokemon, by the way. Uh, we're oh, going to ask okay. how many unique species does Ash have, and I'm going to give you a plus or minus three here. Okay. Wow. Okay. I have no idea, but I remember seeing like a picture of Ash with all of his Pokemon. Uh-huh. And there were a ton of them back at Professor Oaks. It was like at least twenty-five Pokemon, I think. Uh yeah, I have no idea how many currently he has. Um I haven't watched the anime in like fifteen years, so um do you want to choose the hint for this one, or do you want to just coast this one and try to guess? I, I feel like even if we use the hint, we'll, we're still going to have to ballpark it. Yeah. So we we might be better suited to use the hint on the bonus question. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you're right. So let's go ahead and ballpark this. You say 25? I said 25 because if he's counting the Taurus as one... Yeah. Mm, I mean... It might be like a few less than that because not all of his old Pokemon are with Professor Oak. And yeah. there were a few in that picture that are not with Professor Oak. Like, I think Charizard might have been in that picture. Uh, Charizard's okay. with Professor Oak now. Oh. See. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's canon now. I haven't, I haven't watched the anime in 15 years. Yeah, let's, let's well park it to 25 and, and see what we get. Yeah, I, we're just like throwing rocks in the dark so yeah Yeah. 25 all right unfortunately that is incorrect the answer is actually 35 so uh for those so this is this is a very this isn't like a pokemon related thing to me but a problem solving lesson for you guys now Uh we should have counted that team for a generation and so you're right you could have you could have at least gotten to 30 realistically right and assume that he caught like one or two extra here and there and he could have gotten to like 32, I think. 
Because if you would have gone, okay, he's been through six regions, all of those Pokemon in some form or another have, are there, right? Like, let's assume that six, six Pokemon came from Kanto, right? And uh-huh. let's assume six from each generation. That's, that's, that's super reasonable, I think. Like, if you assume about six per generation, um, except for Kalos. Kalos was real bad. But then you get 36, and that's only one off. That's not too bad. That's just a problem-solving thing, though. Um, if you would have assumed a whole I'm- team of five from each one... That's another thing. Also, one thing that I caught up that I was talking to, I, I mentioned that I didn't know was canon before the show is that Gliscor is actually back, which I did not know was true, but Gliscor is apparently at Oak's Lab. Uh, I mean, again, back when I used to watch the anime, like, I mean, you're perfectly right, Thatch. That yeah. was the way to go about it. But back when I watched the anime, he didn't send them back to Professor Oak. He just released them. Yeah, that's not too. true at all. Because what, as soon as he caught Krabby, Krabby went to Professor Oak, uh, and then as soon as he caught Muck, Muck went to Professor Oak. Uh, so that is flawed logic. But you don't remember Krabby or Muck. You remember Butterfree. Yeah, Butterfree's sad, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then not to mention, like in well, I guess if you didn't watch Unova, that's really problematic because in Unova he caught like nine Pokemon. So, uh-huh. and he kept all of them. He didn't release any of them. So that, that that's like a huge number spike. Uh, I would have been okay if you would have overestimated like the 40 or something. I would have just given it to you. But uh, <laughs> Dude, keep right. rubbing it in. Keep rubbing Mo- it in. Moving on to question number three. I feel like you guys can get this one. Uh, this one's from Linian. And he wants to know which Pokemon is known as the spirit of the desert. Flygon. There you go. Is that your final it's one answer? one of my favorite Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Flygon is the spirit Yay! of nice the desert. Work, I tell you, it's one of my favorites. Oh, it's right. uh, like there's this noise the desert makes when it's yeah. windy, and the Pokedex entries talk about how Flygon's wings have the same like buzzing, singing noise, and so Aww. he's like the spirit of the desert, and it's really cool. You know That's what cute. I really like about Flygon? It's Mega Evolution. Oh yeah, wait. me too. I love it <laughs> so much. Oh. oh wait, this is the wrong dimension. <laughs> it's the crappy one. Damn yes. Oh anyway. right. So this next one is the bonus point question, and it comes from Doctor Shamu. So he wants to know: there are three lines that learn Ice Ball by level up. One of them is the Steel line. What are the other two? Well, you uh, took away the the, 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 the easy one. That yeah, was you cool. Did. Uh, I should have uh, said it. You think did Yugon line this one? It might be. I honestly have, like, no clue. Um, let, uh, let, Let's think about it. Let's think about and it. And Cryo... Cry oh, forget you that. do have the hint as well. Don't forget that. Exactly. Yeah. We should use the hint for this one. Okay. Uh, is it the cry... Uh, okay. Do you want to use the hint now? Yes, because we oh, okay. don't get the bonus point, and the next one is going to be the stat question. So, okay, so the two it. lines, I'm going to give you a lot of information, so buckle in. First of all, both of these lines are have the ice type the entire time. Okay. Um, second, these are both two-stage ice type evolution lines. So it's only mm-hmm. basic and mm-hmm. then stage one. Okay. That's all you get. And so, yeah, so they're both ice types, and it's a two-stage evolution line for both of them. Uh, so Dugan, both of them, Bear both t- of them came out. Uh, both of them came out post Gen Five. So anything after Gen Five. 
Okay, so Dugong um, would be out anyway because Seal is a pure water type. Oh, right. As after Gen 5, including Gen 5? Not including Gen 5, Gen after 5. Gen 5. Gen 6 and Gen yeah, 7. Yeah, there you go. So it's actually kind of easy because um, uh, there is not that A lot involved, Vex? Um, no. I would include that as Gen 7, by the way. Just as like a heads up. It's it might be a Lolan Centru though. Okay. A Lolan Centru and a Lolan Sandslash. And the other one hmm, I don't think it's a Lolan Ninetales and because I, I've I've been using it and yeah. it doesn't get it. And the other one might be Bergmite and Avalook. Oh okay. Or, or it may be what other ice types are in Gen six and seven? I not can, a ton of them. Not a ton, and not that like I know that for a fact it's not uh, the uh, oh the crab boxer because the first Perfect. is just fighting. Yeah, yeah. it's a fighting. So it, it might be just the Avalog line and the Alolan Sandslash line. Okay, uh, are those your nothing final from answers? Gen six. Mm-hmm. Nothing from Gen six. Avalog is Gen six. Okay, nothing else from Gen 6? Just double uh, checking. There weren't a lot of ice types in Gen 6. Yeah. I needed an answer. Tick- okay, there we go. Just go, yeah, go yeah. for it with those two. Avalug and a little Sandlish. That is correct on both accounts. You had uh, Bergmite and Avalug, and also Sandshrew and a Lo- or a Lolan Sandshrew and a Lolan Sandslash. The best ice type Pokemon that have ever existed. And. <laughs> I mean, you would think so, but I drafted it and I haven't brought it once in eight weeks of PDL. I mean, it's not so very good. I just think, I think design wise, I think they're pretty solid. Oh, yeah. design wise, a little Ninetales and a little Sandslash are like top tier. I agree with that. All right, so we are gonna. That's that's four points for you guys then. So we need oh, to yay. do what we do every week, which is do the uh, what's it called the stat question which I haven't picked yet because I've been real bad about it lately. And so we're going to rank Pokemon by attack. So I want to know what, uh, let's say, what rock-type Pokemon has the highest base attack of all rock-type Pokemon? Mm. Um, Well... Rampardus has 165, as we learned last week, which is pretty darn high. Yeah. Um, but there there might be something higher. Let me think. Uh, ty- uh, no. What about the... Um, ty- uh, oh, my God. Ty- uh, what's, the, what's its name? Mega uh, Tyranitar? No, 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 no. The, uh, the other fossil. The T-Rex. Tyrantrum. Tyrantrum. I, I I don't think Tyrantrum goes up over Mega Evolutions. Okay. Hmm. This is a tough one because Mega Teacher I think also goes up to something like 165, uh-huh. but it might be higher. Megarodactyl is is strong, but it might not be as strong. Simply because, like, the base stat total it starts from is lower. Uh, what do you think? 
Uh, Jay? Yeah, no, I have no idea, honestly. Right? Rock types have never been my forte. But Megarodactyl makes sense. Uh, Megatyranitar makes sense to me. And and Rampardus still makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Are there any other rock type Megas? Uh, Onyx? Meg- Mega Onyx is rock? Or is it ground? Um, no, Mega Steelix is ground steel. Mega and Mega Aggron, oh Mega Aggron has a huge attack, but it loses the rock type when it Mega Evolves. Okay. Yeah, so, that's what I thought. I'm going to need mm, an answer. Uh, I, I would pick between Mega Titar and Rampardos. You choose. Okay, let's go. Uh, wait, I looked up Mega Titar when I was supposed to battle Scron. It's a text that was um, not. I don't think it was higher than Rampardos. It might be Rampardos still. Then go for Rampardos. Okay, Rampardos. That is correct. Woo-hoo-hoo! Rampardos has a base attack of 165. Mega Titar does come in a close second, though, with a base attack of 164. Um, oh. Yes, thank and then you, you did forget you did forget a rock you effect. did forget a rock mega though, and that is Mega Deonce at one sixty. Uh, <laughs> mega Deonce, I, I knew it wasn't. I knew it was like a tiny bit lower. And then Rhyperior uh, comes in with a base one forty, and then I'm just helping you all break the game for Snag, and then uh, <laughs> and then you get uh, and then you also get Archaeops at one forty. So and then uh, Gigalith and Mega Aerodactyl are actually tied, with uh, no Titar is still one below them. But yes, uh, there you go. That is it. So that gives you guys five points today. I don't know what the rankings are because I didn't ask Scrawn or Snag this week what their points were. So that is going to be it for the show today. We'll see where that race to thirty is next week, and we'll see which one of your co-hosts will become the champion and get that plush. So we are going to take a short break, guys. And we're going to head on over to the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And on to the topic. Our topic today is going to be, are we getting Gen 8? Question mark. <laughs> I don't know. Are we? Nobody knows. Honestly, I, this is a good question only because I think it's very timely to think about it in terms of the leaks that are going on. A lot of people are going on and calling these leaks real, essentially. You know it's bad when so I, I follow a lot of gaming outlets right because I I play video games but I'm also I, I'm kind of a pseudo gaming journalist I'll say pseudo because we do this podcast and I, I pay attention to things like that and one of the things I did notice uh, was that the No which is run by Rooster Teeth which I I call them like semi professionals they're like second tier IGN in terms of video yeah. game news. And they they were actually reporting on this Pokemon leak, right? They took the time I mean, to make IGN a video about it. IGN is reporting on this Pokemon leak. That's true, but IGN's wrong uh, in this case. <laughs> <laughs> like, because tell, her, tell us something new. IGN, I don't think is reliable, but I think they're professional, if that makes any sense. 
It makes sense. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the way I view IGN. But then I don't... again, any any video game quote unquote journalist and website is they're not real journalists, so their their job is to hype us too. So it's understandable. I feel like IGN has more money in the hype though than anybody else personally, and that's mm-hmm. why I, I'm a little uneasy. But something like the No, I know they're a little bit, uh, they're more freelance, and so I'm. I was going ahead and watching that though, and they were talking about the leak, and I'm just like, I don't, I just don't feel like this is real. And it's so far, it's proven to be true. Uh, I'm just waiting for Nintendo to prove me wrong, right? I, I also like that this is being called a leak and not a rumor. This is definitely a rumor. This is not a yeah. leak. We, this is not in any f- official capacity leaked. We got this from quote unquote insiders that have a track record of being wrong. The only one that I think we can't really shoot too many holes in is Pixel Par. Uh-huh. Uh, on Twitter, who is a lot of this. But the only thing I have a problem with Pixel Par is we don't really know who he is or where he gets any of his information from, right? He did get the Nintendo Direct back in March correct. He did get that. And he got a few other things like Spyro Remake and stuff like that coming out. But yeah, he didn't... Uh, it, like, what bothers mm. me is that we just know him as Pixel Par and we don't know it as, like, Emily Rogers, right? We we don't know we don't know him as a person. We just know it's a Twitter account. So, but at the same time, that makes him a little bit reliable in the sense that as as much as we don't know who he who he is, neither does Nintendo or Game Freak. So the sources might be difficult to like fire or to nail because they just don't know who this guy or girl is and where is he or she getting all his inf- or her information. So I will counterpoint that and being like, how do you know it's not Emily Rogers running the Pixel Par account? Yeah, no, you're 100% right, yeah. That's that's the problem with this, and that's what makes me concerned, just because if Emily Rogers is backing it up, I honestly, I haven't counted. I, I'm going to do it for next week, I think. I want to count how many predictions she's made and how much, like, what her accuracy is in these predictions, because, especially with Pokemon so far, like, in my recent memory, she is she's not doing too hot in terms of accuracy. Um, yeah. She was the one that predicted Pokemon Stars was coming to the Switch. That totally happened, right? Remember Pokemon Stars? Mm-hmm. She predicted that we were going to get an announcement like back in March for a new game that was coming out now, and that didn't happen either. So I just think that these are... She's not doing too hot there, and she's going to say this is happening, which after... I, I really feel like a lot of people found this 4chan post that originally came up with the concept at the beginning of April of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, and they kind of just... Yeah went poof, and people just took off with that idea with that concept yeah and i mean it does sound a bit like that the, like the only thing that kind of got me worried was when joe joe merrick from cerebi actually started tweeting about it on the cerebi account i think i like i know why he did it yeah okay because good. people were gonna like murder him if he just said nothing the only thing that really had me going was the fact that the same company that got all of the Pokemon domains also registered it. But yeah. I'm, after a week of waiting and nothing, because yeah. if you look at when PokemonSunMoon.com was was registered, it was it like was the day two before. days before. Yeah, it was the two days before the announcement. And so I'm just like, eh, I'm a little wary now because it's been 11 days now as of our recording of this game happening. And of that of those uh trademarks being registered or not those trademarks those domain names and it, yeah. honestly i think this company might have just done it because they can't because it's not that expensive to get a domain uh heads up to all of you who are just like i'm gonna buy domains and sell them to companies well you can i mean they're like ten dollars domain right now it's not that expensive to get a domain 
And so I could just see this company registering it because they saw all the rumors going around the industry or something like that. Or even Nintendo saw all the rumors and they're just like, hey, this sounds like a cool concept. And they wanted the names for themselves. Or they, it was getting to the point that the community was associating it with Nintendo. And they wanted the yeah. habit to make sure that it didn't smear the name. Because if, exactly. okay, so Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu.com are both official names. But if you just go Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee.com, go there right now. Like, I dare anybody who's on a computer right now to go to uh, Let's Go Pikachu.com and tell me what you see, because I can tell you what you're about to see. We're, gonna, we're just going to have five seconds of silence, okay? Okay, you just watched a Rickroll. And that is how that website goes. If you went ahead and typed that URL in, you just watched a Rickroll. So there's just a lot that's going on with these things that I'm not super confident of. And I think this is a good question, though, whether or not we're getting Gen 8. I think that's a solid question just because I don't see the concepts of let go, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee becoming a realistic thing at this moment. I see a lot of people going crazy with it. It's getting to the point that you can tell that like the leaks that are coming out after the fact are definitely fake because it, yeah. it, there's always that one thing in a leak. Like they come up with like reasonable ideas and then it's just like, and then Professor Oak comes and then he battles you and then hands you a shiny Mewtwo. And it's just like, yeah. okay, well, this is a fake leak. So it's things like that that make me just lose my mind. I'm just like, I know there's a lot of stuff. And if you look at the original Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee leak, those are all reasonable. But I, it's also on 4chan. Why do they always use 4chan? Yes. I mean, I suppose because the the one the one kind of leak we got before Sun and Moon that was vaguely appropriate was the one from the Chinese leaker. Also because it- 4chan. People in 4chan will believe absolutely anything. Yeah, it's just absurd. I, I just don't think this is reliable, personally. But Gen 8, let's let's go back to Gen 8. So I don't exactly. have to sit here and rant forever. Because I, I, we, so the one thing that this is to bring up, like the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, not being a new generation, just being a sequel. I think it, it brought an interesting idea to the format of Pokemon in terms of its progression. And we were talking about this before the show. And it was getting out of hand, so we we're just like, let's just make this the topic today. Um, I, I think the big thing in terms of this is, do we need to consider? Do we need to keep going with these generations in the way that we can, or can we go off into a Pokemon game that's a sequel to something else without any new Pokemon? So here's my two cents: it's that the format and the formula that Pokemon uses, uh, video game wise, is not one that requires much co- uh, constant fidelity. Um, they don't need to reboot the whole thing. Uh, the the way each sequel for Pokemon is made is the fact that it's just a whole different continent, a whole different set of characters. Uh, you, you just sprinkle a few po- new Pokemon in it and uh, some uh, one or two different uh, uh, additional features, and that's it. I don't understand the whole, oh, Pokemon is going to get reboot. I mean, for me, for example, Pokemon got rebooted from Gen 5 to Gen 6. Uh, and I don't feel like there's a need for something that big of a difference, right? Uh, so I don't know. I, for me at least personally, I think that we are going to get a Gen Eight. Um, I'm not too sure about these. Let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee rumors. It could be through, although it would go against everything we know about Game Freak. Um, so I, I I'm really in a, in a, a in a really in the middle with this. My thoughts are, I mean. If Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are true, they they might just not be main series games. And I, I got a bit worried, I have to admit, this week, 
that if they if the rumors are true, we might not be getting a Gen 8 as we had envisioned it, like with new starters and new Pokemon and a new region and all that. And I think we all want a Gen 8. Yes. I got a bit worried. But then I thought, well, if Gen 7 had been the last generation, the last true, quote-unquote, Pokemon main series game generation, we would have known about it. They would have made a big deal out of it. Like, That's true. They, yeah. always, they always know, like, two games in advance what they're doing. And even if they got blindsided by the Switch being so popular, I don't think they, they could have, like, scrapped their entire plan for the next five years just to make room for the Switch. And just stopping randomly at 807 Pokemon without a reason, without an announcement. Like, it seems like if they did that, it would be the beginning of the end for Pokemon. I think, think Gen 8 is people... a definite possibility. It's definitely happening. Like, it's not, not going to happen. I do like the idea, though, like you said, I want to go back to that for just a second, that let go, let's go Eevee, let's go Pikachu, if it is real, which I, I still don't think it is. Um, I think that having those as spinoff games is not a bad idea. Uh, R Sigma actually tweeted that not too long ago on Twitter. And he said, well, they could be a a game where it's actually uh, two different. It's actually a spinoff. And it would be really cool to have like an adventure style spinoff game where maybe it's still compatible with Pokemon Bank, right? You can mm -hmm. go ahead, go through an adventure. It's maybe it's more story based. I could see it being you can even make it like a smaller scale. Adventure. And supposedly it's going to have any uh, some interaction with Pokemon Go as well. Yeah, that I I know that was planned for Gen 7, kind of planned for Gen 7. It was planned for Pokemon Go's future, but let's let's be honest, a lot of things were planned for Pokemon Go's future, which still mm -hmm. haven't come to fruition. I mean, I still can't trade with you guys. We still can't PvP battle. I don't think PvP battles are ever going to happen. I don't know if a lot of PvP stuff's ever going to happen in Pokemon Go. But I I think I think the vision of Pokemon Go has clearly changed over the years. I think the PvP thing is way more reliable to expect it to happen than the trade. I agree with that, but I I still don't think it's going to happen. I just I just don't. I don't see Pokemon Go getting much more complex than it already is. I don't see another big update. Like the next big update I could see is that Pokestops get different kind of styles. Like maybe one Pokestop turns into like a Pokemon Center or something like that. I I don't see Pokemon Go coming out with like any game-breaking innovations in the future. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. I mean, it's It works as it is right now, and like the rate at which they are doing releases of new generations and of legendaries and events, they can keep this going for at least another three years without having yeah. to change their basic formula. That even then, we're probably get, we're probably going to have Gen 8 by then too, right? That's the other thing yeah. to think about. Like just to like bring it full circle. By then, we're probably going to have Gen 8. They'll be able to add to it on top of that. They can go like four or five years on this, I think. They've got a while. We're at Gen 3, and they do oh, a, yeah, a generation sure. like every 10 months now at this rate, especially if they handle can it we, like the Gen 3 launch. Can we have a, a funny little aside? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I Please followed Mario on Twitter, and he spent most of this week lamenting the fact that Pokemon Go players have no clue about the main series game. And I don't mean like people coming to you and asking, hey, wait, is, is Rock super effective to bug? I don't remember. I mean, people like spending the week saying 
these Gen 4 Pokemon, these leaks are stupid. There is no way Darkrai is a total fake. <laughs> Diantic is going to come up wow. with something better. <laughs> and Merrick was like crying on the inside and I was crying with him. Oh, wow. Man. I sometimes forget the names of Pokemon, but that's because my memory is all bad. But at least I recognize very clearly every single Pokemon and I get, you know, I know they are. The fact that you don't know that Darkrai exists, it is something to cry what about. That? Like, people are showing them, like, this is what's coming in that Gen 4 Pokemon. And they, like, they think Niantic made Pokemon. Oh, yeah. God. It's just getting, it, I mean, Pokemon, the Pokemon Go player base is completely different than the actual Pokemon player base. I think that's something that is very evident. And I think that's what worries a lot of people about Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee if they are real. That's the one thing yeah. that does worry them in terms of Gen 8 not being a thing and stuff like that. Just trying to grab them instead of going for Gen 8. And mm-hmm. I, I still don't see it. I, I think Pokemon on the Switch will be Gen 8 or it'll be a true sequel to something like that. Like I've said for the longest time before we even got Gen 7, Pokemon Red 2, Pokemon Blue 2. They would be phenomenal. Yeah. We already got those, though. It's called Gold and Silver. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, just just throwing that out there. We got those games. They already exist. And I, it's just one of those things to watch out for there. I it's uh, I think Gen 8 is still going to happen. I, I think it's going to happen. If it doesn't happen in the next game, it's because they go, okay, we want to just take our time coming up with a good gen. Because game, that's the kind of thing Game Freak would do. The only validity I could see with something like doing a remake when they jumped to the Switch and stuff like that is that they were being pressured a lot by Nintendo, which I can believe that Nintendo is putting a lot of pressure on them. Because I think Nintendo said, hey, we want to do 20 million Switch units this year, yeah, which is uh, a lot. That's more than last year. And you can't blame Nintendo for pushing. I mean, Nintendo has... Yeah. That's as we job. know the relationship, yeah. As we know, the relationship between Pokemon and Nintendo is a special one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo owns the franchise, but he doesn't own, uh, you know, the whole Pokemon series. Uh, and they've been really good at letting Pokemon do their thing without mm-hmm. them getting involved. Saying like, "Hey, you want to do po- uh, Pokemon uh, uh, mobile apps? Go ahead." You want to do this? Go ahead. So when the time comes when Nintendo says, okay, now you need to do something for me, they have all their right to, like, really order. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I-, I need this now. <laughs> absolutely. And I think Gen 8 has to happen simply for another reason, and that's literally the toys. Yes. Like, okay. Good point. I-, I think, because that's a huge part of the Pokemon franchise, right? And yeah. I mean, yeah, we could do Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, and only have 151 Pokemon, which people are really scared of. But you have to think of the Pokemon company as a whole if they make that choice. If they make that choice, they are effectively saying, well, people who already own Pikachu and Eevee stuff aren't going to buy anything extra. They're just going to buy the game. Right? Mm -hmm. Because how many Pikachu pluses do I need? Uh, The number that I have now. uh, That is substantial. All of them is the answer, Batch. You can't do anything different than the Pikachu plushes, like the standard Pikachu plush that I already have, right? And yeah. you can't, the same thing goes for Eevee. You can't do anything with like the Eevee plush. This is a very simplistic statement, by the way. But at the same time, like I have Eevee merchandise. I have Pikachu merchandise. You know what I don't have? I don't have Gen 8 starter merchandise because I can tell you right now, as a longtime fan of Pokemon, probably the sole proprietor of why their business is still in, like still going, um, <laughs> is, is that I will, I like when Gen 7 came out. I went out and the first thing I did is I bought like the official Pokemon Center Rowlet, Litten, and Poplio plushes. I have, I bought all of those. 
And as soon as they became available, I bought the official Pokemon Center ones. And so I will absolutely do that again for Gen 8. Yeah. But the thing is, I if mean, it's let's go Pikachu, let's go, let's go Eevee, and you, maybe you still start with the games with like the original Squirtle, Charmander, Bulbasaur, right? I, yeah. I'm not going to buy those. Like, I already have those. I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. And yeah, I think okay. that's, from a business standpoint, I don't think that works out. Maybe they're trying to grab the Pokemon Go crowd. That's the only business, to, the only way I can see the business doing it is we want to bring the Pokemon Go crowd to the Switch, which, but and try to combine just, our two communities. But I don't think that's possible, personally. Exactly. I just, like, mobile gamers are just not usually the kind of person who's going to buy a $300 console just to do something that's related to a mobile game they play. No -hmm. matter how successful Pokemon Go is, it's still a mobile game. And you can still get money for it. You're already getting money from them, even though it's for Go and Nintendo only gets a small percentage of that. They're still getting money from those people. So it's not like opening the gates to a new audience they just want to take advantage to an uh about on an audience that they already are getting some money out of but they might want to get more i don't see that as a smart business option i just say have one or two things like i can understand having pikachu as the main series again uh just to bring those people in but to do a whole remake just like that says and not have new pokemon they can sell new toys about uh they can sell th- new new merchandise off i don't see how that's a smart business option exactly i think in the end like between all the three of us we we came up with a plausible scenario like yeah, maybe there's going to be a game like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee that's going to have something to do with Pokemon Go and it's going to be the next Pokemon game on the Switch, but it's not going to be a main series game and it's just going to be something to hold us over until a Gen good Gen 8 arrives. I, I think it's going to be more of a, if, if it does exist, I think it's going to be more of a, a, a something we haven't seen before. And maybe that that's what they wanted to do with something redefining the series to an extent instead of a remake or a third version or something. This is something new that they're trying to come up with, right? And it, this would be a nice little middle ground, I think, as like the the world between spinoff and main series. If they come up with a, um, a hey you Pikachu, you know, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee, where you go, uh, you start off in Kanto but end up in Alola, and you have the Alolan versions of the Pokemon and so forth, then I don't know. That might count as Gen Eight, and that will be, but that will be a complete departure. From no, everything no. they've been doing so far. That's not what we're what saying. I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is that like, it's not going to be a game in which you play as a character who gets a starter and catches Pokemon. And, and does that... Like, I, may, I mean, I'm thinking more something like the equivalent of what Pokemon Mystery Dungeon was back in the day. Yes, oh, I agree with that. Gotcha. Okay. I agree with that. It's it's more of a middle ground. I don't, I don't see this as, would be a complete spinoff, but I can see it filling that ground between spin-off and main series game where yeah you can still battle like the same battle mechanics are still there but yeah. it's in a different place type deal i don't know i see it more as like a i i think i think the best definition would be side game as opposed to spin-off because it's like it, it's imagine if we got a ton of Gen- like the GameCube games? Yeah, it, yes, exactly. I would I would call it more like Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon uh Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness. I think it would be more in that realm of what's going on 
with the ability to bring your Pokemon from other games into this other world, but maybe it doesn't have the same story. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's more story driven, uh, per se, because I mean, Coliseum and XD were way more story driven. Yeah, I would actually really like something like that. I don't think it's going to happen just because the like the titles, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, they seem more like something like geared towards very young children. Yeah. Uh, I want to end with uh, just just a joke. Um, so the let, let's imagine these things come out, like these games are real, the titles are real, the logos are real, but it ends up just being Hey You Pikachu clones. Oh, God. <laughs> uh it's Hey You Pikachu mixed with Pokemon Ranch for Pokemon Go. Yeah. I mean, Boom. who are we kidding? We're still going to buy it and play it, but yeah. Yes, absolutely. Sad. I will buy I will buy several I copies. I will still buy it and still play it, but yeah, it would be sad. I will play it just with tears in my eyes. I would not buy a Switch just for that. I still don't Oh, right, but you don't have a Switch. Okay, God, that, that's a good no. point. Yes, yes. I want to buy a Switch just for that. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I have a Switch, so it's a no-brainer for me, yeah. If they came out with an equivalent, like, when was it called, set of, like, Coliseum or XD now, as, like, a placeholder, though, for Gen yeah. 8. I think Gen 8's coming. If it's not the next game, it'll be the game after that. You um, know, you know what the only problem I see with that scenario? Like, something like Coliseum or XD on the Switch would be really, 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 really cool. Yeah. And then, when Gen 8 comes out and it is the same old formula people are gonna say no we like the other one better what are you guys doing honestly it would be really cool to get i i think xd gale of darkness and uh coliseum definitely need some improvements like honestly if i think that i think the optimal pokemon game for all of us would be somewhere where if you combine some aspects from xd coliseum with the main series game that we have now um just one the story was really fantastic um two they had a lot to do in the games i thought personally um they have a really cool shadow pokemon mechanic which i don't think is going to make a comeback but it was it was a really cool gimmick uh that they had going for it because they were really working around limitations of not having wild pokemon and that's why the whole snagging mechanic works out and it's really interesting because they like limited the number of pokemon you could catch and stuff like that I, i wouldn't like that to be my first foray into the switch but it would be I mean, if they do like the original 151, at least open up to Pokemon Bank eventually to uh, let me play with my other stuff in there just to have some fun with it. Um, yeah. But let, let, let's end it there. Uh, I think we came up with a good scenario that Gen 8 is in fact happening, uh, that we shouldn't stress out about what's going on here. Um, yeah. And Fingers we are going. Crossed. Yeah. Pokemon is in no way having financial issues, it's selling better than ever. They're not just going to change the formula now. Companies only change a formula when they're in crisis. When they they're like, okay, what we have been doing is not working. We need to change things up. Pokemon does not have that problem. Exactly. Uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon sold millions of dollars. So why would they just for kicks change something that is already generating them so much money? I just exactly. don't see it. Exactly. All right, we are going to take a break here, guys, and we're going to come right back at you. With the Pokemon of the episode, we will catch you on the flip-flop. Hi there, everybody. It's your friend, Farfetch'd Freddy, and I'm here with a very special announcement for all of you. For the rest of December, Farfetch'd Farms is offering a special promotion on our delicious blackberry sauce. For the low price of 7 Pokemon dollars, grown using fertilizer from authentic Farfetch'd droppings, 
This delicious fruit sauce is one of a kind and sure to impress your overbearing parents when they come to visit you for faint uh, Christmas dinner. If you order two cans of our Blackberry sauce using our promotional code, I hate Psyducks but love Farfetch's, you can get a free Farfetch'd Farms t-shirt with your order. Thank you. Farfetch'd Farms, we got the leaks and we got the beaks. And welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 346, Cradle Lily, the Barnacle Pokemon. And much like Basket last week, I'm going to read two Pokedex entries because one is like the sequel. So in Pokemon <laughs> Ruby, the Pokedex said, Cradle Lily roams around the ocean floor in search of food. This Pokemon freely extends its tree trunk-like neck and captures an unwary prey using its eight tentacles. And its fire the leaf green entry states, it ensnares prey with its eight tentacles. It then melts the prey with a strong acid before feeding. So, you look at Cradilly and say, huh, what a quirky, fun Pokemon. It's almost cute. Yeah, almost. That's all of these Pokemon. All of these Pokedex entries, like, Pokedex entries are the Easter eggs of the Pokemon franchise. Because nobody pays attention to them, honestly. And then you're just like, oh, by the way, this Pokemon just picks up children, takes them to the afterlife. Quick question. Like, how many years did it take you guys to figure out where Cradilla's eyes actually are? Wait, where are his eyes? I, 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 I assume they're in the mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, I, okay, so that was me day one. The one that was really bad for me were Armaldo and Anorith. That didn't hit me until literally like six to seven months ago. Now, I always saw those ones, but like Cradilly and Lilip, it took me like years and years. Cradilly, I knew that one. Cradilly, I'm happy about Cradilly uh, because uh, it's one of my favorite fossils. Um, so uh, I- I'm really excited to talk about it today. You just have like really, you just really like bad Pokemon cards. That's what I'm hearing. I really do. Whoa, 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 whoa. Number one, yes, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, two, actually, no, no, Cradilly actually has a special place because I do not like grass Pokemon in general. Um, They're right there. I know. I'm sorry, Winsicott. I'm so sorry. Uh, They're right up there with flying types. They're okay in my book, but I'm not really a fan. However, Cradilly has always been from the fossil perspective my uh, one of the uh, the most intriguing ones that i actually enjoy so uh, i really do like cradilly cradilly is actually super interesting i always see it as like a gastrodon-esque pokemon personally like when playing against it because one it gets storm drain which is amazing it's not like it's going to be able to utilize it that often it also gets suction cups but suction cups isn't that good competitively um outside of using something like roar against it or something but uh, so it, it does get a decent defensive stats, and it's got decent defensive typing. Grass Rock is a solid defensive typing. Interesting. Yeah, weirdly enough, because yeah. it's like the two types that have the most weaknesses. Yeah, but they yet, cover each other really well. It works. <laughs> yeah, so it turns out that like it's really hard to hit it for super effective damage. It's like, let's see. Um, fighting? Fighting, bug, steel, ice. Those mm-hmm. are the only things that hit it super effectively, and those, are, those aren't moves that you typically carry. Fighting, kind of. I feel like fighting's more or less necessary now because Chansey exists. And 
But bug steel are those aren't very necessary. You always have an ice type move. Like ice is literally the best offensive type that ever existed. But uh, like you always have an ice type move. It's probably not stab. But the problem is like like I just said, it's probably not stab. Same with the fighting type move. It's probably not stab. Uh, because yeah, flying type moves defenses. Yeah, and its defenses are crazy. It's got wait, base... wait. Are you guys telling me that Kudeli is actually competitive? It, it kind of. It's technically in the PU it's tier now, but I think that's due to bad. usage. Yeah, so it, I would make a credibility team on the video game ASAP if that's the case. Okay, first of all, it gets stealth rock. It, it gets it gets rocks, so it's a good rock setter. Um, but more importantly, it stats before we go too much farther, so we don't forget. Uh, the the big thing to gra- grab from Cradilly Jushiro is that it gets base one hundred seven special defense with base ninety seven defense, combined with an eighty six HP. Ow. All of these are like fairly decent, and when you have defenses that like hit that one hundred mark you start to get to a place where it's hard to kill things because you, you, it, I think a good example of looking at these stats and how hard it is to kill a Cradily or take it down if you if you invest defensively into it is to look at something like Mew. Like if you're going to look at Mew and think yeah. about how hard it is to knock out a Mew at, when you're playing competitively, it's not an easy task. Even with super effective moves, it's really difficult to take out a Mew, especially if it's a defensive variant of Mew. And... That's the same thing that goes for Cradley. Its stats are on par with Muse in terms of defense. Wow, in terms of defense, yeah, I gotcha. Wow, I'll, and the typing, that uh, the fact that it's a good combination yeah. defensive type. Okay. Yeah, and I'm on top of... I'm enjoying Cradley even more now. And on top of that, it's got a base 81 attack and 81 special attack. So, like, it can actually do damage, and it can actually take advantage of moves like Giga Drain. Okay, so here's the question. Why is nobody using it? Uh, because I honestly can't tell you why. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I imagine to figure it out. But... Yeah, because like it's always been NU up until this generation where it was knocked down to PU. But that's honestly the difference between PU and NU is literally just usage. It's not oh. because oh this got banned from PU. Nothing gets banned from PU. Um, <laughs> it's like it, it. It's just it's literally just usage statistics. Like oh this one's getting used a lot in NU stuff like that, and so. It handles everything really well. It handles water types really well. It handles um, normal types really well. Um, Swellow is a big factor back then. Uh, back in like, if you look to the lower tiers like NU and PU, Swellow is like a huge factor because Choice Spec Swellow can do some damage, man. However, Choice Spec Swellow also can't do much against a Cradily. Exactly. And do you know what Cradily gets? Like, suppose you have something like an Ice type move. Or a choice spec swallow, and you say, "Okay, fine. I have this one Pokemon that can take out Cradily, not quite in one hit, but almost." And mm-hmm. then Cradily clicks Mirror Coat. Yeah, and even on top of that, it also gets access to Stockpile, so yep. you can you can actually it gets use Curse. It gets Curse Stock. I think Stockpile is better personally in the case of Cradily, just because you're probably going to use it as an all around wall. So you can use stockpile to raise both the defense and special defense. I, I mean, you could go curse, but I don't think curse. Like if we go back to the swallow situation, curse isn't going to help you there. Um, I mean, and your special defense is higher to begin with. Not that much right. higher. It's only ten points, and I, I, I'd much rather go ahead and use stockpile than I think curse because if you're just going to get plus one defense anyway out of curse, you, you do get plus one attack, but you're not going to use attack because it's actually its physical move pool isn't that great. Um, outside of like some of the rock type moves it gets, but mm-hmm. it doesn't get power gem, does it? That's sad. Um, 
But Kratia is solid outside of that. I mean, I think it's a solid Pokemon, and I'm really upset that it's actually being it's so far down on the on like the yeah, I, like list. I said, it's one of my favorite fossils, and and I always thought it was bad mm-hmm. because nobody no. would use it. No, no, it's it's a solid mon. Like you can definitely use Kratia well. Like uh, it gets stealth, like if you're gonna run one like Stealth Rock, uh, Giga Drain, I think are a must. Um, you could probably go ahead and do something like. Uh, like recover it does get access to recover which is stupid and it, synthesis I think. and synth- but you if you have access to both of them you run recover um, yeah yeah and then it also gets access to like toxic uh which you could use as well stockpile which i think is another good option and you slap some lefties on it you give it storm drain just so it can like walk in onto a water type and get a special mm-hmm. attack yeah. boost and you run it sassy or calm, just get that special defense boost, and you go 252 HP for spe- defense and 252 special defense, and you're just going to town. And it, it, it can work on a lot of things. It just works on a lot of things. Um, and so what you need, you need to work for for like the options, you need to worry about that bug, ice, fighting, and steel types, right? Um, yeah. Weezing is a solid partner if you're still hanging out in the NUPU tiers. Weezing is a solid partner for it because it actually takes up the fighting type and the bug type moves really well. Uh, it's also very <laughs> defensive. It's a more defensive build, and Cradily has a higher special defense, as noted. So Weezing balances that, balances that out really well. Also, Weezing's surprisingly good as well, by the way. I feel like that's another underappreciated Pokemon is Weezing. Um, I really do, too. It's, I think it's strong. Yeah, I think it's a really underappreciated Pokemon. I think it's something that could definitely hold its own in something like UU. Maybe not OU, but UU, definitely. Um, and then you can also, uh, there, there's a lot of other things you can work with here. You have ice and steel that we still haven't like really gotten around, but you could use like Magmordar. Th- these, these are all like in the tier type deals, like down in NU and PU. Magmordar would work out really well, um, to soak up like the ice type moves. It would even take the bug type moves. So that's, that's, and, and the steel type moves it would take. So a nice, a good fire type would work with that. Um, and then you could probably just like clean up with something like Primeape or Hitmonchan as well. So just just ideas of how to go around with it. Uh, you could also use Rocky Helmet. That would be fun too. So for whenever we do our crossover episode streaming, uh, yeah. stream crossover. Yeah, we have I to do that. I want now a team base of Kirili now. We can do that. I'll make it happen. I'll I'll build one and work on it. Uh, that Sweet. sounds like fun. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. So speaking about nobody using uh, Kredili, right now there's no actual standard version of Kredili in the TCG formula, unfortunately. But if you play Expanded, there is. Time, there is. When you play Expanded, there is. And we go back in time and, and see that I do not only hate on bad cards. I mean, love uh, bad cards. Because Kredili EX was actually a great card back in the day. So it was an EX Pokemon. Now, this EX... Cradily is lowercase ex, not uppercase ex. For those of you who at home that doesn't know, uh, when the ex Pokemon were first introduced into Pokemon, they were more like today's GX Pokemon. They were evolution cards that you put on top of your uh, basics or stage ones. They weren't like basics, like the uh, uppercase ex Pokemon that you could play a, a, a Seismitoad as your stage uh, as your basic because Wait. it was an ex. Also, nope. this we're we're also in the year two thousand four, as Jushiro is speaking. <laughs> just as like a heads up. Yeah, uh. this years ago. So this one Cradily EX card was really good. It had one hundred and fifty HP. It was grass, um, and it had a, a awesome ability. As long as Cradily is in your active Pokemon, your opponent can't play a Pokemon from his or her hand to evolve 
his or her active Pokemon. This was called Primal Vibes. Uh, and then it has two attacks. The first attack was Eerie Light for 30. Uh, the defending Pokemon is now confused for just a double colorless. And then you have for a double colorless and two grass, Acidic Poison, which costs 60 damage. And defending Pokemon is now poisoned and burned. Credilly was actually a nice, really decent card back in the day. Burn used to work differently back then too, right? It was suckier, yes. Uh, yeah. the, the, the the alterations in Burn that we had not too long ago was actually made Burn a lot more feasible uh, than than before. Before it was because before you we used to flip the coin before you get the damage. So you would flip a coin if you get if you gain tails you would take twenty damage. If it tails if it's heads you got rid of the poison of the Burn. Now it's the other way around. Now you get the the damage first. And then mm. you flip a coin. So it's a lot. That little switch in uh, in yeah, order absolutely. makes the whole difference because you can actually count on the tw- extra 20 damage from that burn while before you didn't. Yeah, that card's not too bad, especially for back then. Not bad yep. at all. Not bad. Uh, what about the one from Plasma Blast? Is that any good? I'm going to say it's probably not. So let's go ahead and read about that one. So the the one in Plasma Glad, uh, I'm going to be reading it here, refreshing my mind at the same time as you, so I'm going to have a live reaction to it. Uh, it's still a grass. It has 120 HP. It's a stage, of course, stage two, because remember... It's a stage one. I, I think back then they killed the fossil mechanic because it was stupid. Really? Oh, it is a stage, yeah. It is a stage one. You're 100%, yeah. So... Um, so this one has two attacks. The first one is called Life Explosion for one grass. For each energy attached to this Pokemon, search your deck for a stage two Pokemon and put it into your bench, um, which actually is not bad at all. And then you got Drain, uh, Spider Drain for one grass, two colorless for 60 damage, and then heal 20 damage for this Pokemon. It's not good. Um, the first attack is good for setup, I guess. If you want to set up some stage ones immediately, that's good for that. But the second attack is completely worse. Hmm. Yep, it looks all awful. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that's Cradily. If you want to learn more about Pokemans, you can go to pucklepodcast.com where there's awesome articles and all these other things going on all the time. So- and for more TCG, stay tuned for TCG Cast. Which, by the way, I haven't mentioned. So uh, many of you, maybe those of you who only listen to us and don't uh, reach us in any of our social media. Uh, you might have noticed that on the third Thursday of this month, there was no TCG cast. That's because I was on vacation. But TCG cast will return on the 31st. I mean, this week, this Thursday, we'll return with another episode. So you're still getting two episodes here uh, in May. Uh, and then we'll record for the first week of uh, of, uh, of uh, June as well. Uh, so stay tuned. This Thursday, 31st of May, you will get this, your second monthly episode of the TCG cast. Wonderful. And that is going to be it here, guys. We are going to take a... Well, we're actually just going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! The mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! Mail! And onto the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Hooves! And as always, 
we will be giving out the green Taurus badge roll to anybody we deem worthy, though I think everybody here already has it. Uh, I'm not sure, though, but I think they already have it. So we're going to go ahead and take a look at these emails. For those of you who are new to the show, this is a segment where we read listener emails. You can send one in to pucklepodcast.gmail.com, literally about anything, and we'll probably read it. You can go ahead and send that in. We typically do have a question. Last week was, what do you think of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee? What do you think the future of Pokemon Switch looks like? I am really excited to read these. There are two of them, one from Bod Talk and another one from Shira that we're going to get to today. But if you would like to email us next week at pucklepodcast.gmail.com, you can do so answering, uh, when do you think Gen 8 will come out and what do you expect from Gen 8? We're excited to hear from you guys and what you have to say about that. So without further ado... Let's jump right into these emails we have right now. The first one being from Bod Talk. Greetings, Team Puckle, Thatch, and crew. I am torn by the rumors. On the one hand, it feels for me like I was just in Kanto, so why do I want to go back right away? But then I realize that it feels that way because I just finished a Pokemon Yellow run not that long ago. It's hard to believe it's been nearly 15 years since we were in Kanto. So while I like a new region, I wouldn't mind seeing Kanto again, as long as, like Thatch said, you can go to Johto. I don't really like the idea of my starter Pokemon being chosen by the game I get, and as others have pointed out, who on earth would pick the Pikachu? As much as people love the little yellow mouse, how can you compare that sublime beauty of Umbreon or, if you if you must, Espeon? If these rumors are true, I'm going to have to rob a bank to get some money for a Switch. Baltak is just spewing so much yes in his email right now. Continue. There are other things I would love to see in a Switch game that I know we won't, but put them out in universe in the universe anyway. I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon Uranium, and one of the coolest things has to be the built-in Nuzlocke mode. I'd love to see a harder mode in Pokemon games so that actually playing through them could be challenging. I get that this isn't really the point of Pokemon, but it would be nice to have the option. Honestly, I would be totally down to see the return of like the key system or what we got in black and white too, but probably not in a key system, but in a different form. Mm-mm. I think I would be down to see that. Mm. Okay. Uh, I would be just because that hard mode was, I mean, it was harder. It wasn't a hard mode, but it was hard. It was harder. I think that would be nice yeah. to have. There are other things. Oh, wait, I already read that. Well, I need to get off a jet to raise my Torcat into a mighty warrior who will lead my team to victory. And his name is John Cena. Cheers. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't ask. Really I don't know that. Um... <laughs> because you watch too much American medium. It's fine. Uh, uh, it's it's from it's actually from the Adventure Zone, but whatever. That's pretty good. Um... Okay, yeah. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Get this next one from Shiro Whimsicott. All right. Hello, Tatch and Pokey Leech's co-hosts. So. The entire community is abuzz with Switch rumors and how it's going to be. Pretty much starved for news. I hope we get something soon other than the suspected titles of Let's Go. They really don't sound like a main series title. Yeah. See, see. Great minds. And I must say, if they are aiming at the Pokemon Go game to integrate with, I will be disappointed. I always found Pokemon Go to be boring, but if you have someone to play with, I guess it's more fun. It also seems like Go hands out shinies left and right, which I don't like since they should be rare. I mean, yeah, it's. it's I I like the way Go handles it though, personally, because they are rare outside of the community days. I will say that they are rare, but if you go to the community days, which honestly I think is it's just like a reward for participating in a three-hour window. 
And I think that's I, a solid reward. I mean, I yes, I don't dislike how they're handled, but I like I get what she's saying. Like they are very not valuable in Pokemon Go and like you can only have a shiny of certain Pokemon for now. I mean, the system is not like if you like the way shinies work in the main series game, you might not like how to work in Go. That's, that's I agree with thing. that. I agree with that. I know some players just gen them or whatever, but that's a different story. They should be harder to get and rare, else there is really no point. I'm still working on my female hidden ability Eevee, and I have been for months. It will be worth it for sure. She wants a green Aspion. I don't agree with the green Aspion, but she's working really hard on it. Um, I hope the Switch will buff up graphics and it will not be a counter remake. All due respect to the first gen, but being there, done that. I want a new journey, a new Pokemon to experience. Maybe an Africa region. That would be so cool. That would be oh, wicked. that would be amazing. Yes. Yes. I'm also hoping for the return of triple battles, since the hardware will now be able to carry them. And I'm hoping for interesting backdrops to play battle in, like we had in Battle Revolution. Thank you for a great podcast, and have fun. Regards, Shira. The, okay, so the backdrops, they- I think, is the number one thing I want. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna and lie. we're going to have a new region in Africa called Bakanda. <laughs> you you are the son uh, of the king and <laughs> he suddenly and dies in explosion and your primary is a um oh my god not perugly the other one lipard oh, oh my gosh <laughs> on top of that you're you, there's no gyms like in uh pokemon uh in like in pokemon oh, sun and moon there's no gyms but instead of trials you have to go and get all of the tribes to respect you yeah, i uh, want this game so uh, much and so you, you have to go through their different challenges to get the tribes to respect you oh, you know God, what's gonna happen company do this you know what's gonna happen people are gonna complain that you cannot play as shuri who is actually the coolest character oh by far the coolest absolutely character. but I mean, well, okay, I said the coolest character, but Okoye is, is right up there. Also, yeah. yeah so. Well, whatever. It's like, fine. nobody wants to play as, as T'Challa. T'Challa is, is like, T'Challa's too nice. good. It's a good it's, default. <laughs> he's like the paladin in D&D. He's awesome, yeah. but he's not the most interesting character. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like I, I agree with, with with all of this. <laughs> we that was a good that was a good uh, game. So just game freak, you can have these for free. Just give put us in the credits. Thank you. Um, so uh, moving on, uh, that is going to be it for the emails today. Thank you for sending those Absolutely. in. I think they both have it, right? Or am I wrong? They don't. Shira does, but Botech doesn't. Uh, well, we can give it to Bodtech just for sending the email. So there you Bodtech! go, Bodtech. Yeah. Congratulations. Boom. He's one of my favorites. He's always on my stream. Congratulations, Baltak. All right, moving on then. We will uh, thank you for that. If you want to send an email next week, you can do it at pucklepodcast at gmail.com answering the question, uh, what do you think Gen 8 is going to be? When do you think it's going to come out? Why do you think it's more reasonable? Why don't you? Uh, send that in. Once again, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to keep in touch with us throughout the week while you're waiting for more of that puckly goodness to grace your earbuds, you can do so in several different ways. First being by following us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. All those links are on PucklePodcast.com. You can also come and hang out with us on the Discord server. Uh, the show Links in the show notes. 
And finally, if you want to come and watch me and Jushiro on Twitch, you could do that over at twitch.tv slash the podcast. I think he and I have switched our Wednesday, Thursday slots now. Yeah, so I'll be on Wednesdays. It's a lot easier for me to stream twice a week now. So it makes awesome. it easier on me too. Uh, <laughs> makes it easier for me <laughs> to stream. So that's going to be a lot more fun. And so you could do that over at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. If you want to come to PuckleCon one more time, I'm going to tell you it's on the 21st and 22nd of July in Dayton, Ohio, at the Dayton Convention Center, room 306. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have prizes. We're going to have a good time. And there's going to be a Pokemon. Uh, Stadium two mini game tournament. That's the that's the hype right there. That's the hype. Yeah. So, also, guys, gosh. it is Monday. So if you guys are speaking of streaming, if you guys are listening to this on a mo- on Monday, please stay tuned tonight. I'll be streaming there as well, and we will uh, be uh, posting the newest episode of DCG Cast this Thursday, the thirty first. Yes, and as always, uh, you can support the show at several locations one being twitch if you're a twitch prime user and you haven't used that subscription or an amazon prime user and you haven't used that sub- subscription you can go to over to twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast and just give us a sub it really helps us out get it's free for you but it actually gives us two dollars so that really helps us out in any way that you possibly can you can also go to t public the link is in the show notes down below and you can purchase some cool puckle swag or anything else pokemon swag for that matter down there um it's uh they're all really cool designs and anything you buy there helps out Puckle. It, it, even if it's buy a sticker, you'll you'll help us out. We really appreciate yeah. it. And if you would like to support us more directly and get the exclusive Bosephus card that I'm working on once my office is complete, um, we you can do so over at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. I am looking forward to getting that out and hopefully being able to do it on a more consistent basis in the near future. So that is going to be it, guys. We are going to go ahead and end the show here. So I am Trainer Thatch. I am the Flocky Swimsuit. And I am Lord Jashiro. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
And as always, we would like to thank our patrons who make everything we do here possible. So thank you to Declan, Duly Noted, Rotted Mushroom, Dexio, the Ten Little Men, V for Viking, Andrea, the fluffiest whimsy cat, Dr. Shamu, Manga87, Professor Snag, Jushiro, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Manetric, Claude9, Chris, John, Joshua, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, the Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawott, Trevor, TJ, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Richard, Daniel, Traby, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Kenneth, the British Gent, Sparky, Brian, Orange Avenger, Echo, Thomas, Jedi DJ, Antonio, Locke, Dennis the DDG Maniac, Anime Gravy, Travis, Mark, Inferno 235, and The Real EV. Without these guys, it wouldn't be possible. If you guys want to try to be like them and get your name at the end of the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash podcast. We will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.